I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Looking good. Hey, thanks, man. Should we run over things? No, I'm good. No, let's run over things. Uh, what do you do if you trip walking out? Uh, make a joke about it and then pretend to trip on the way out to show her that I have a sense of humor. Good. That shirt looks too tight. Uh, it looks like you're trying too hard. I'll change. She's going to be closed off and uncomfortable if you try too hard. I'll make jokes and open my body language What if up? that's perceived as overly masculine and too I'll cold. talk about the women in my life and openly express them. What if she orders beer? I order beer. What if she doesn't like you? She'll like what if she sees the plug? That's why I'm thinking. Think what if we don't have anything of a popular shirt? She Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I just kind of got distracted there. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I got distracted like when I tripped walking in. You know, I'm, I'm falling for you already. going on guys and welcome back to life's a wreck uh to anyone who's new here i just want to i think i'll take this why yeah well we had the cbc interview things are going well charting podcast not a big deal thanks to me uh you know so we want to put our best foot forward for the people (laughs) you think that that's you please between the two of us i'm the one with kind of like the dark side the edge the real personality i'm literally the host you're just you're and you're me you're just a personification of of my mental illness here watch this okay to any of our new listeners out there, you drop me down a number. Okay. Hi, welcome to Life's a Wreck. That was uh, that's what you went with, eh? Oh, that was more than enough. Trust me. Trust that was weird. Me. You're weird. So yeah, that was the voice of my mental health. Um, really, that's what you went with. You would have bottled it. Shut up. All right. Anyway, and I'm your host, who drinks eight glasses of water every day, Kyle Moore. Uh, like I said, I said we're the same person. Fortunately, it's been a huge month for Life's Wreck. And before we get going, I just want to give you guys—I just want to say thank you, um, everybody who has supported the podcast, who has shared the podcast, listened, rated, reviewed, just been involved with this process. Um, if I was a family-style YouTuber, I would say thanks for being part of our family. Um, but you've allowed Life's Wreck to reach um, a, a point where, when I started this podcast, I never could have imagined it getting to, which was a top fifty, top. 50 health and fitness podcasts in Canada over the past couple weeks, which is insane. So, you know, yeah, it is. Um, we're both super thankful and, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy to have you here. So thank you. It's a little mushy gushy, but I'll allow it. 
you don't make <laughs> anyway uh this week on the podcast in honor of valentine's day ah, yes valentine's day the day of love you know, a day whose origins supposedly date back to ancient Greek times to a festival called Lupercalia, where the townspeople would sacrifice a goat and a dog and then whip women with their hides. You know, of course, to make the women more fertile, right? It makes no plans uh, Valentine's Day, I'm guessing. You know, funny enough, I'm actually going on another date with this incredible woman I met named Deb, which is a bit of a callback to the last episode for, for some dedicated listeners there. Uh, but on the whole, yeah, to be honest, I think Valentine's Day is a sham. Like what? We need a commercialized holiday to give us the social acceptance we need to show the people in our lives we love them? Like, come on, get Wow. Hey, give me some. That's that's a really good point. I mean, okay, but Valentine's Day for me is great because I think that you should take every chance you get to appreciate the people in your life, celebrate love. But I also hate how we do pigeonhole ourselves to big shows of emotion and then keeping everything else buttoned up for the rest of the year. Like, I mean, who cares if it's like March 19th or like September 23rd? Like if you're feeling in an appreciative mood, you know, tell the people in your life you care about them. Yep, you're here. So a new flame, eh? A little uh, something something going on? Yeah, she's great. How about you? Me? No, I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying single life. So no. So no. Yeah, no. Quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, social bubbles. Right, right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good enough segue into today's episode. Dude, dude uh, you're... See, this is why I should be taking over. You forgot the thing. Oh, yeah, right. Guys, big shout out to one of our listeners, Charlotte, for the inspiration behind this week's intro. Give her a follow on Instagram by, this is a good one, at by the Seashar. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Oh, goodness. I actually, I love that. It's by the sea. So by the sea and then C-H-A-R. Um, and uh, Charlotte wanted me to pass along that life's tough, but it gets easier with support. So don't be afraid to talk to the people in your life about what you're going through. Um, and I love that. If you'd like your idea brought to life for an intro, want to get a shout out on the podcast, all you got to do is follow us on Instagram at Life's Podcast and at Morzy. <laughs> Selfish plug. And answer the question box that we put up on our story the week of the podcast. Speaking of that things that are easy, easy some, some pretty easy topics today. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just you know, sex, love, relationships, just the, the quick and easy stuff. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. No, I mean, we definitely got our work cut out for us. It's true. What, we? Well, yeah, you know, it's a solo episode for Valentine's Day. So, you know, we'll chat it. We'll go back and forth on everything. Well, what's, what's wrong? Well, if we both talk this whole time, it's more editing on my end. Well, our end. Yeah, and you, and you can't, you know, you can't handle all that. <laughs> I know you're, well, I know you're being a dick, but... but... Yeah, yeah, you can chill for a few. Um, You know, the editing thing's a good point. Okay, amazing. I'm going to go grab coffee with Deb. So, enjoy your single podcast loser sure you don't want to stick around for this I, I know for a fact i know for a fact that you could listen to this episode no anything you learned is because i f***ed it up to teach you a lesson so so i'm good you know you take take it easy okay see ya wow that guy's an ass uh, before we get into the episode, I just have a few quick things that I want to go over first. Um, first of all, as a trigger warning for the episode, I'm going to be touching briefly on sexual assault in the last part of today's episode. Um, so keep that in mind. And also, uh, guys, I want to quickly tell you about the sponsor for today's episode. So let's get some let's get some music going, I guess. I mean, I, this is kind of new. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. I'm talking about Tether, which is a men's peer support social network that has thousands of active members all supporting one another. One of those members just so happens, you know, not to, you know, not to like kind of push it on, you know, whatever. It happens to host this podcast. You know, I connected with the guys who started Tether late last year when I interviewed Tether CEO Matt Zerker on the podcast. Um, and I've just been using the platform ever since. You know, it's really helped me with like my accountability and honestly, just like my mental health as a whole, knowing that that 
community exists. It's become a part of my support network. Um, and I definitely turn to Tether when I'm having some of those bad days or, or when I kind of need to bounce some mental health related things off of, uh, off of this really incredibly supportive community. Uh, so if you're a man, I encourage you to check out Tether. That's T-E-T-H-R in the app store and start connecting today. Okay, so uh, yeah, let, let's start with relationships. Um, like I said in the beginning, relationships, love, sex. Sex, we'll talk about at the end. Relationships, we should talk about now. Um, yeah, relationships within a pandemic. Not easy. I can't imagine. I haven't dated for a while. It's been like, I don't know, two years, give or take something like that. Um, I've only had one serious relationship within my life. Uh, and I've like, I've dated people, but like not in a serious way, like casually dated them. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a while, but (laughs) I'll still try my best to give my take based on this relationship that I have had, the relationship that I built with myself and the, you know, the people that I've dated. And then also like the, the perspectives of the people around me and what I've learned from them in terms of relationships. Uh, yeah, relationships during the pandemic. Um, I mean, first of all, I think it makes sense to me and I don't know if it's glaringly obvious, but like, communication is is huge i think that you're at two very extreme ends of the spectrum where if you're dating somebody within this pandemic there's a good chance that you are either isolated with that person or you are completely disconnected from that person uh physically and it's a lot of like virtual dating i guess um because you know i mean with small social bubbles i guess it'd be one of those things where you are basically if you're following the rules which i hope you are um you know because I don't want to, I don't want to hide all this pretty face behind a mask for much longer. It's it's a crime. It's ridiculous. Um, but if you are, you know, going with the flow and and going with the rules, yeah, I think that that's tough. And so, yeah, with virtual dating, uh, I would love if you guys would write me at life's direct podcast and let me know how that's been for you, because it's not something that I'm, it's not something that I'm comfortable with, to be honest. I love going on dates. I fucking love dates. I used to hate dates. Um, back when I, when I, (laughs) had these very lofty expectations of myself, these self-imposed expectations of perfection. Um, I used to think it was so intimidating because I had to go in there and I had to sell myself. It was like a job interview, which is fucking weird. Um, You know, I had to go in there and I had to sell myself, sell who I was, try to be this like, oh, like who wouldn't want to be with all of this? And, uh, And since then, since I really started to develop the relationship with myself through things like meditation, mindfulness, reading, um, self-reflection, whatever, you know, may have you yoga. Um, you know, I've really started to, I, I've dismissed this idea of perfection for my life essentially entirely. Um, so now I love dates. Um, and, and, and that all happened because of a perspective shift, uh, which I, which I think people can do. I don't think that we are locked into one perspective. I think that once we accept the fact that we are allowed to have flaws, which is huge. Um, I think we finally give ourselves that acceptance to say like, you know what, that's something that I kind of fucked up on. That's totally okay. On to the next or, you know, on to the next date. I'll learn that for next time. And that's the thing is like, I love learning by fuck up. It's my favorite way to learn now. Um, (laughs) Just because of the fact that like, it's more fun that way. You can take risks. God forbid, right? You can take some chances. Um, If you mess up, you mess up. That's c'est la vie. And, And that's the other thing too, is it's like, when I go on dates now, I try to bring with me the most authentic version of myself. Um, you know, make sure I have my Zoloft that day. That always helps. But you know, when I go, I'm not trying to like, when I see that, let's say she's super into fitness or let's say she's, um, 
I actually went on a, uh, a few days with a girl who was super into like EDM, like, uh, like, like, like rave type stuff. Um, <laughs> and I remember that I was very much like, uh, and I was very much, you know, she was like naming these bands and that kind of stuff. And this was, again, this was actually one of the first people I had dated after, you know, and when I say dated, like I went on a couple dates with this girl, um, you know, and, and this was like freshly after my relationship had ended, still wasn't in a good spot. Should I have really been out with people? Probably not. Um, but I was in university, you know, young, good looking kid in Toronto, emotionally unavailable. God, what a catch. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, I remember that like, she would like be throwing these like EDM, like <laughs> names of artists at me. And I was like, oh yeah, like they did that, that song, right. That like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I totally know what you mean. I had no idea what you mean. I love jazz. And like, and I, I you know, I, I f- heavy with rap and that's kind of my main thing. But like I, the one genre of music I really don't like listen to a whole lot unless I'm at like a party or something is EDM kind of like dubstep type stuff. Uh, and so I like, I still was trying to change the perception of who I was. And it's like, why, if you're going to go like, and I think that I was so hungry for this, this, uh, void that had been left by my previous relationship to fill that void. Cause like I already had, I already had this, this incredible void inside of me that was left by years and years of self-hatred, uh, and, and thinking that I was just like the human equivalent to like dog shit on a sidewalk. Um, and, uh, and basically my girlfriend who I had dated, you know, back in university, she was this, this, uh, light, this only source of happiness and love. And so, or, you know, what I guess I thought I thought of love at the time, but yeah, like basically that was the only thing that was like giving me these good feelings of happiness and love was the fact. And that's why I completely smothered my ex. I'll be the first one to admit it, but not a good boyfriend, not at all. Um, just not my, like, it it just was one of those things where it's like, I just had no idea what I was doing. And I was going about things completely driven by, you know, that voice you heard at the beginning of the podcast, or I guess if you're watching on YouTube, which by the way, if you're listening on Spotify, go check it out on YouTube or or Apple podcasts or Google or wherever you listen to podcasts, check us out on YouTube. Uh, you know, life's a wreck. Just, just look it up. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you wouldn't have heard the voice at the beginning, but that, that personification of my mental illness you know, I feel like he was in the driver's seat. Um, all the decisions that I was making was was fueled by this um, this desire, this innate need to be loved because I just didn't, I, I just didn't know how to do that myself, um, which is uh, which was tough. So afterwards, I literally like the first person I met, I like latched on and I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the perfect person for them them too. And it just like was this really terrible cycle that. I'm really thankful to say that I'm pretty sure and granted, I don't know, it might still be something I need to work on, but from what I've seen, it's a cycle that I think I've broken through that self-reflection mindfulness and really coming to not only that, but like learning how to love myself, um, practicing that love for myself and, uh, and realizing that like, I don't need to be somebody else's boyfriend. I need to be Kyle. And I, you know, I'm looking for a partner, not somebody who's like, I don't need to fit this mold of what they need because what, you know, like I'm a, I'm a person who deserves to do things that make me happy. I'm not, you know, yeah, I guess that that's the, that's the biggest thing there. Um, what I did want to talk about just kind of like jumping back real quick. And I'm, I apologize for jumping all over the place, but, uh, but space is a huge thing right now. You either have a ton of space or not a lot of space. And I think that when it comes to both of those things, communication is, is obviously going to be huge. Um, you need to let somebody know if you need more space, you need to let somebody know if, um, you feel like they're maybe a little bit distant. Um, I, I, there is a incredible, 
healthy power in setting boundaries, but not expectations, um, especially un- unspoken expectations. I was, I'm like patient zero for unspoken expectations in previous relationships, expecting my partners to act in a certain way because I acted in a certain way. Um, this is this nice guy entitlement, um, is what I, what I love to call it that really like plagued my life for for way too many years when I was young I thought that like the best you know I'm oh I'm so romantic and I'm so emotionally available you know so I thought at the time um you know oh she's just gonna be all over me who wouldn't want to with somebody who's just so in touch with how they feel uh and it just like I had this this very hallmark movie idea of how like you know, and we'll talk about this when I get to the conversation about sex. But, you know, like those Hallmark movies when like they're just they're You know, the, the two people are, are just staring at each other. You know, they're just they're just staring. They're in the kitchen. They just finished a Thanksgiving meal. And they, they look at each other and then they just start ravaging each other on top of the turkey and mashed potatoes. <laughs> like I, I thought that that's what, you know, would happen if I just acted like the the macho nice guy, the perfect boyfriend. Um but I never communicated any of my of, of how I would or the the boundaries that I wanted put in place um, and the healthy boundaries. Like there are very unhealthy boundaries that people will will make think that oh yeah this is you know hey I don't think you should talk to your friends anymore. Well that's that you know that's a boundary that I'm setting to make me feel more comfortable. That's on you, sugar plum. I, I there's you know and that and I and I'm bad at that. I was well, I I was I hate saying I was I am. Because like, I haven't been in a relationship since, so it's not fair for me to say that I've, you know, that this is stuff, but it's stuff that I'm cognitively aware of now. And so I hope, you know, when I say I was, I truly hope that that's where I have progressed past that point. But like, yeah, I was bad about that. I really was. And it's one of my biggest regrets that um, I could have possibly made somebody's mental health worse because of how I was acting and because of the fact that I was acting on the impulses created by my negative mental health um, state. So, uh, so yeah, what I've learned is communication in all elements of what I'm going to talk about today is, is just like massively important. Um, speaking on like that growth, I think that if you're going to get into a relationship, you got to know where you're at. Like you've got to know where the relationship with yourself is, is at. You got to know how much love you, you have to give. I mean, if you have no love for yourself, I'll tell you from personal experience, you won't just suddenly like wake up one day and you've got this, this fountain of love that you can shower everybody with. It's, you might think you do, but you're really probably, I don't want to say 100%, but probably looking for validation or or somebody to give you love back. Um, and a lot of the times, like it almost becomes an addiction. And that's that's the worst thing in the world is when it becomes an addiction and all of a sudden like you need you need this love. This love is the only thing that makes you happy. Of course you of course you need it, right? And so um so yeah, I always kind of think of it like a fucking car. Like I, I think about it like if you were going to go on a road trip, it's the same thing as if you're going to get into a serious relationship without seeing where you're at. If you're going to, you know, doing that, getting into a serious relationship where, where without seeing where you're at, without seeing how much love you have to give, it's like going on a really long road trip and then not checking the gas tank before you leave and then getting angry at the car when it breaks down and being like, well, shit, if it was meant to be, I would have, I would have got there. And it's like, it's not how it works. You know, you have to know where you're at. You do. You wouldn't walk onto a, you wouldn't walk onto it. I'm going to use another car reference because why not? You wouldn't walk onto a dealership and, and not know how much money you have in your account and just hand them a card and say, Hey, hope for the best. 
or, you know, I'll figure it out as I go. It's like, you got to take inventory of where you're at. That's huge. And that, you know, that's, that's self-reflection. Um, again, communication, and then also like respect each other enough to have those tough conversations, like respect each other enough to communicate. I know that you might think that maybe they're in the wrong, you're in the wrong, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They might not share the same values as you, whatever. Respect them enough to communicate in all elements of your relationship life. In relationship, love, sex, everything. Communicate. Communicate for the love of God. You're, neither one of you are mind readers. Sorry to break that to you, X-Men. It's not happening. Neither one of you are mind readers. Communicate. Talk. I know that we're not necessarily, and I'll talk from a male's perspective here for a sec. As men, we're not really necessarily taught how to do that. I mean... And that's kind of like the criminal thing, right? We're not taught how to communicate. We're supposed to just figure it out as we go. And it's like, it's not hard once you practice it, but it is hard and it feels super weird and uncomfortable and awkward when you don't have any experience with it. So practice communication. It's the small things. It's asking them, you know, what their, you know, yeah, it's asking them what their boundaries are. It's asking them, you know, the, your, your partner, you know, the, the kind of things that they enjoy, what they want to do together as a couple, um, where they stand on, on things like, you know, sleeping in the, the same bed every night or, or whatever. Like just even about the tougher conversations, maybe you guys got in a really hard argument and you just want to brush it all under the rug. I urge you not to look yourself in the eye and look that imperfection that you might be perceiving in the eye and be like, Hey, fuck you. I'm going to, I'm going to have a great conversation here. And with the, with the intention to grow and better understand the other person. It's, it's absolutely huge. Uh, another question to ask yourself, um, as somebody who has dealt with mental health issues, still deals with mental health issues, why do you want a relationship? Is it validation? Is it because you want to have sex? And is the fact that you want to have sex because of validation? Um, do you want somebody, and I'm smiling right now because I feel like I'm talking to myself, do you want somebody who's going to fill a void. Because if you do, you need a therapist, not a significant other. Um, hey, listen, I'm telling you because I've been there and I feel terrible about it. It's, one, it's another one of my biggest regrets that, you know, the first the first step up to the bat that I took at love, I literally should have went to a therapist's office instead. It would have been way better off. Probably both of us would have been way better off. And so speaking of speaking of relationships, let's talk about love. Let's talk about love. Um, like I said, I've only been in love once. Uh, and, and I'll tell you that, you know, that knob that you heard earlier, if you're watching on YouTube, you didn't hear him, whatever. Um, yeah, that knob you heard earlier at the beginning of the intro, we went to go get coffee. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you what him and I did to fuck that up. Um, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to get into it. Um, damn, love is, love is such a weird one because I think that I've experienced love before. I, I know that I've loved another person, but it sucks because I feel like that love was tainted because I don't feel like I was in it for the right reasons. And, and yeah, that's, um, you know, I, I was such a big believer in, and this is something that's changed a lot. I was such a big believer in meant to be that if two people are actually meant to be, that there is no friction, that there is no arguments, that there is no animosity, that it is just you get together in the the quiet. Oh, every day you walk outside and the church bells are ringing and the birds are singing. You know that it's all fun and games, rainbows and unicorns, and that's not what it is. I'm sorry, any of you, any of you possible high school or early university sweethearts out there, 
Love is fucking hard. Love takes a shit ton of time and work. A lot of work. I've seen firsthand how difficult this whole thing is, especially when you pile on top of the fact that you're dealing with stuff. Like, you know, love does. It takes a lot out of you. And that's why I said earlier, you need to check where you are at. You have to figure out whether you are, whether you have the, you know, the the availability to both be loved and love. Because some people think that they, like, some people think that they are able to give love, but they still have this this self-loathing and this self-destructive tendencies where they don't believe that they are worthy of love in return. And so they're in a relationship where it is just a give, 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 give relationship. And that's not healthy. I, I actually said this, you know what? I did this podcast almost exactly a year ago, very similar podcast, um, which by then, or, you know, back then, I listened to it the other day just to, you know, kind of refresh my memory about what I've already talked about. I was on a wave. I was on a wave. I a lot of you know what? Well done, younger Kyle. Very mindful of you. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, like I said, if you think love is going to fill some void where like a parental figure's love should have been, or where your self love should have been, you know, good luck because it's going to make you love hungry, and you're going to fall into that trap that I did, where all of a sudden you're addicted to love, or or this feeling that love gives you because it's the only positive emotion that you feel finally after years you're like wow this is so great and then all of a sudden it's just like taken away and you're like it's like somebody's like it's like taking candy from a baby you know i'm pissed off i was upset i was very upset and i went looking for candy and then next you know candy that comes along is from a stranger in a van and there you go there's your there's your terrible kind of super creepy metaphor but like you find yourself in these bad love connections because you were so hungry for love that you just like settled if you know if you think you're ready for love are you ready to lose love because i wasn't i thought that once you had love that i thought that the love that i was given within that relationship would stay there you know i thought like i thought i would keep it it would be like this like it'd be like a like a jar and you fill that jar up and all of a sudden now i've got love and now afterwards you know after the relationship's done i got i got this like reservoir of love no, that's not how it works. It was like a strainer pouring juice through a strainer. I just needed more and more and more and more and more. There's nothing underneath it, just a drain. Like I wasn't ready to lose love. And when I had it taken away, again, put me in back in a really tough spot. Loving yourself is going to be something that is going to in, in some way protect you from emotional abuse. Um, it's going to be something that protects you from just being treated poorly in general far too often. And I will say this about my community. I will say this about my my school community, my university um, experience. Far too often, I saw people staying in unhealthy, toxic relationships, you know, because of the fact that they had no self-love, because of the fact that they truly believed that in this universe of, you know, this, this world of seven, eight billion people, that that one person was going to be the only person who was going to give them love. And they stuck around in these terrible relationships because why would you want to lose love, right? That's no fun. Losing love, that sucks. You got to know your, you got to know where you're at. You got to know your worth. And, and I will tell you for anybody out there who doesn't think that they have worth, I will tell you right now that you, like you do, you fucking do. I don't know, like... And I get it. I've been there. I literally am still there some days where it's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't, you know, I don't deserve this or I don't deserve like a good love or whatever. 
and I was raised in a house with two loving parents and a, a younger sister who was, you know, loved me and, and friends who loved me and a community who loved me. Like I had love and yet I still didn't know that I was worthy of love. Um, and it's just, you, you know, it is a lot of self-reflection. It is. It's huge. So the reason that I was looking forward to, you know, this chat today, uh, you know, and not to sound like a, like a guidance counselor, um, but, you know, talking about sex should be natural because that's what it is. It's natural. It's nature. You know, it's something that can be beautiful and fun and expressive. And, you know, literally as, as human beings, like it's kind of, it's kind of our shtick, you know, it's kind of like the thing that like, if we want to carry on the human race, like that doesn't just happen by like rubbing sticks together and throwing a rock in a pond, like, you know, there's, I won't explain to you the logistics, but you know, there's, you got to do the, do the do, you know? Um, and also I think the fact that we need to talk, I know that some of my listeners kind of skew, uh, you know, that, that teenager, young adult area. Um, like we need to start talking about sex with people like when they're younger, you know? And I know that that's like a tricky one. And I understand that certain religious beliefs believe more, you know, certain more restricting things about sex. Um, but in many cases, like what we're doing is just like failing our youth, like we're failing ourselves, like we're hindering the progress towards a more sexually safe and sex positive future. You know, there have been multiple studies that have been done um, that have found that more comprehensive sex education that promotes safe sex, sexual refusal and sexual pleasure instead of abstinence are shown to be more infect- more effective, sorry, in combating penetrative sexual assaults. So, you know, why would we not want to make sex safer for everybody? It just doesn't really make sense in that, you know, and, you know, capitalizing on that, we need to talk about consent and sexual refusal, because when I was going through my really tough times, I thought that if my partner wasn't feeling it in that current moment, you know, it meant that they weren't feeling me as like as a whole which when I was living within this super negative self-talk was tough to stomach and affected other areas of my life and compounded itself. So when I did have sex, I was so fixated on like proving my, my worth, like this sexual prowess because I, you know, I I wanted to prove that I wasn't like the bad shit that was going on in my head, you know, that I, I, you know, I would (laughs) thinking back, like I'd work myself up so much that I would literally ruin it for the both of us. There is never an instance in which you are entitled to sex. You know, you guys, let's say, you know, you and your partner just went on a great date. Congrats. Nobody owes anybody sex. Haven't seen each other in a month. You know, we're in COVID or or a couple months, COVID times. Congrats. That's, you know, hey, happy for you. You don't, you know, you're not entitled to sex. Got a coupon for your birthday, you know, for, for one free sexy time. Congrats. You also aren't entitled to sex. Like active eager consent between all parties is what entitles all parties to said doing it. Like why would, and and that's the other thing too, is like, why would you want to have sex with somebody who is hesitant about having sex with you at that current moment? Granted, like I completely understand that sometimes it might take you a little bit off guard. You've been in a relationship for a while, whatever. And I, and I get that, but like, you know, sex is a blast when both parties are about it. It's like throwing a football back and forth. If you're just beaming a football at somebody, they're not going to be having a lot of fun, are they? But if they are actively throwing and catching and you know, there's I guess a bit of a sex pun, but like if if you're both actively engaged, like that's the biggest thing. And 
just because of the fact, and that, that's the biggest thing that I want people to remember is just because of the fact that your partner might not be feeling it in the moment, that's not, that's nature. That's natural. Certain things can happen in your life that you're just kind of like, you know what? I really don't feel like having sex right now. That is not a reflection on who you are. That's just a reflection on just like them just not being in the mood right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. That was a lesson that I, you know, I learned too late as a young man because I was always just like, I was always like, oh, if you don't want to have sex, that means that something's wrong with me. That, oh, if you, you don't want to do this, then that means that I'm bad in this way. And it just, and it was just terrible. So definitely something to keep in mind. Um, and I think within this whole conversation, like better understanding how mental health can impact our sex lives is huge. Um, you know, for instance, like anxiety or depression, two things that have been prominent within my own life, anxiety and other related mental health struggles can make it hard to relax enough to have or enjoy sex or vice versa with anxiety. Like I said, I personally would build things up in my head and completely overthink the situation. It was like overstimulation. Um, and then there's things like, like body image, self-perception it plays a massive role in sex. And that's something that we don't, I really don't think that we talk about you know, that can affect like what you're comfortable with, whether you think you're worth that physical appreciation. You know, these are things that we need to consider. Studies have shown that addictions or things like mania can lead to seeking more risky sexual endeavors like unprotected sex with strangers. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Taking medication for your mental health. I'll talk on this very directly can directly affect things like your libido or ability to have orgasms. You know, when I started taking my meds and and to be honest here, um, I actually kind of saw like a much needed decrease in, uh, in libido. I, I was very high strung and, and that related to a lot of things in life. I just, I was wired 24 seven. Um, so I would say that with me, you know, for the most part, because of my particular connection between sex and mental health, like taking my medication, which is a 50 milligrams Zoloft that I take every day. Um, it, it kind of like, it took my foot off the gas in a lot of ways. And for me, that was, that was a blessing. Um, and all of this that I've talked about so far brings me to my last point, which is communication. F-ing communicate, people, please. Communication is is the key to sex and the key to mental health, but the key specifically to the two, like, and how they relate. You know, like, you want to know how to have better sex? Talk about how to have better sex with your partner. It's cliche, and I, I've, like, heard people be like, you know, I don't want to, I don't know why, ooh, I don't know why I went with that accent, but that's okay. I don't want to ruin, I don't know why French, but I don't want to ruin the moment. Just like Bugs Bunny, like Pepe Le Pew, French, that was awful. Okay, I'm just going to say it in normal voice. I don't want to ruin the moment. You want to know what actually kills a mood? Bad sex. And bad sex happens when you don't communicate. You're not, you're not, you're not fucking robots. You know, let's stop pretending that like, you know, let's stop pretending that we know what we're doing. You know, everyone wants to think they're a sex god, but this like one size fits all approach to every sexual encounter that you have, you know, that might work for like fucking pajamas, but not for penises and vaginas. A little bit slightly more complex. You just, just a smidgen than those camo PJs that you bought at Walmart for five bucks. So actively look for eager consent, you know, throughout. Check in with your partner. Ask, does this feel good? Are you comfortable with this? Do you want to do this? How are you feeling? Blah, 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 blah. Like it's, it's not one of those things that has to just be like, again, you know, using that same kind of robot, like you're not robots. You don't have to be like, um, I don't know, like give them a survey halfway through, like, you know, be like, Oh, please check box one or two, depending on level of satisfaction. 
you know, or check boxes one to five, five being very satisfied, one being very dissatisfied. Like, just chat, talk. You're having sex with them. Like, I don't know. I guess I just like when I was a, like when I was younger, I'm definitely still very much a kid. Uh, but when I was younger, like I just didn't get that, that you should just like, you know, chat. And I guess I was just kind of like very much influenced by what I saw within media, um, you know, pop culture, porn culture, all that kind of stuff of like how sex was portrayed. And it's like, that's not an accurate representation of, of how things should go about. It's like, if you want to have actual good sex, if you want to have fun, if you, if you really want to start to build the relationship with yourself physically and with a significant other or, you know, partners in general, whatever, like a lot of it comes down to that communication. That's what, you know, is that unlock the prize um, and, and stop putting it on a pedestal. You know, sex is great, but if we recognize that you're having sex to avoid something, um, you know, or to have some form of pleasure in your life, if it's like filling a void, you know, like I said earlier, sometimes a friends with benefits, friends with benefits or, or casual hookup, dope awesome but sometimes maybe you need a therapist instead <laughs> it's like why you know like let's be a little bit self-reflective if you're having sex for any other reason than hey this is like fun or like hey i'm making a baby i don't know i, I guess those are two of the main things that people have sex for fun and reproduction uh just just great <laughs> so um oh so man yeah look look who's back huh yeah, coffee date obviously went phenomenally. Yeah, I'm happy for you, man. Uh, I'm just finishing up. Did you tell them about the terrible sex you had for like three years? Yeah, okay, relax. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not going to like dive into like everything. I'm going to dance around a couple of different... Uh... You're welcome for that. You know, just by the way, it made you a better man. Dude, relax. You know, you were the one who was always making me second guess things, getting all worked up. It's kind of my, kind of my job. Yeah, well, for being kind of the bad guy of this story, is there anything you want to add? Mm, or... What is that? I'm just going to finish this bite. I brought a croissant. <laughs> Not for you, though. Um, okay, so we're talking about uh, talking about the nasty, right? Wow, real classy. Yeah, it's the Valentine's Day episode, so sex, love, and relationships. Let's keep this somewhat professional, please. Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Dainty. You know, you cuss like a sailor, so relax. Um, yeah, I don't know. As someone on the other side of the fence, like I tell people that you have to address the stuff that's deeper than just what's on the surface. Like with love and relationships with you, you know, it was like, it was like throwing a starving dog a bone. You know, you lashed onto it like a lifeline. And I mean, it makes sense given where you were at. But once you took that breath to figure out the locks on the cage you were in, I guess you could say, you know, there was color in your face again. You know, that bone, that bone's like a cherry now. You have like a, like a big old meal now. And that would be like the last finishing touch. You're just waiting for the right dessert. Um, which by the way, fantastic analogy on my end. So kudos to me. Um, sex wise, you know, you, you were, Hey, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to go. Listen, I'm in a good mood. I'm not going to get into it, but you know, sex wise, I could use the bone analogy again, you know, but in a different way, you know? Okay. That's, that's enough. That's, you know, you get it though, right? Because no, I I get it. Like, because of boners. But yeah, same thing happened. Once you learned that you can build off of imperfections, sex wasn't a measure of how worthy you were as a man or a person. Um, you know, it was an expression, connection, fun, not stressful. And, and you know, after all you real, that realization, you know, what happened? <laughs> don't mean to brag, but you know what I'm saying? No, don't, okay. don't do that. I, see, but it got better. So see, I knew 
what I was doing was good for you all along. So you're, you're welcome. Dude, I hate it when you do that. You know, this was all me and my, this was all me in therapy. Whatever. I know what, I know what I did for you. Anyway, guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Valentine's Day, love, sex, relationships, like the whole bit. So shoot me a DM at Morsey or at Life's Direct Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and let's just keep chatting. Happy Valentine's Day to all my beautiful listeners out there. Our listeners. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, and on behalf of our listeners, Kyle, I, I want to wish you a special Valentine's Day, man. Oh. You know what? I wasn't expecting that. I thought with you like coming back from like your date, you'd be kind of like rubbing it in my face. You know, being like, oh, like, look, yeah, I did a, I did a thing. And- Enjoy your tub of potato salad and a bottle of $9 wine. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, Life's a wreck. Uh, see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.